Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of Stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Folks, I said at the start, when I started this podcast, I was always going to be honest with you, and I am not going to stop now. So I'm going to share with you my week that I just had. We got some sad news this week, my wife and I, or I guess more precisely came to a sad conclusion is that we just could not make it work. Whatever we did, no matter how we did it, how we processed it, how we worked it, we just couldn't make it work feasibly to be able to go home for Christmas. So had a good run, (laughs) had 42 Christmases back home in a row. You can't beat that. But I'm trying to remain positive about it, the good things, you know. We are doing good here by keeping ourselves safe, keeping our friends and family safe, and looking at the positive aspects of this instead of the negatives. As as my family said, that we can get together at any time. Family is important, but when they get together... Not so much. You all want to be together at Christmas time, but I'm just thinking of everyone who's away because of their job or because maybe they are ill and in the hospital and can't be with their family because of the pandemic or they're traveling or they don't have family. So when you look at it that way, then we are still blessed. And we are still lucky. So I'm trying to remain optimistic. I will probably still get sad between now and Christmas Day. But trying to remain optimistic, trying to remain calm, trying to remain hopeful that this year has just been hard for everyone. But thankfully, we're almost at the end. And we can see a little bit of light coming up at the end of that tunnel. And I'm just concentrating on that light. So I'm adjusting to the news, giving myself just, how you say, a little bit of grace during this time. And if I have to take a few minutes, then I take a few minutes. And that's good advice for all of us during this time. As a wonderful woman that I I knew had on the wall of her office, only Robinson Crusoe could get everything done by Friday. So, but I am moving along, still in the Christmas season, going along my Christmas watch 2020, what I watched this past week, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, always a favorite in the Harris household. So watched that this past weekend, Home Alone. And then some Christmas episodes, 
holiday episodes of some of my favorite sitcoms. I watched Frasier, season 11's Christmas episode, High Holidays. One of the funniest episodes of Frasier ever. And an especially funny Christmas episode. MASH, I watched several episodes of MASH. Centered around the holidays. Season 7's Dear Sis. Season 9, Death Takes a Holiday. And the episode directly after it, War for All Seasons. And then season 10, Twas the Day After Christmas. And just getting myself into the spirit of things will have more of my holiday watch-alongs next week. But folks... Getting ready for this episode. I tell you, if 2020 was a show, it would be this one. This just culminated in, are you kidding me? That reaction from me. Because, I'm, I, like I said, if 2020 was a show, it would be this one. I'm getting ready. I'm ready to cap off 1989, my look at 1989. And the final event, I have one event left for 1989. No holes barred. The movie, the match. I am literally getting my notes ready. And the news comes out that Tiny Lister passed away. Zeus. Now, there are Friday fans there. I count myself as one of them. I can't think of the movie Friday without thinking about my old uh, sweet mate, from college, the summer of 1999, Rodney Parker. Shout out to Rodney. And we must have watched that movie so many times. Friday. And the character of Debo. But, you think 1989, 1990, you're not calling him Debo. He's Zeus. And he's Zeus from this run from No Holes Barred. Tiny Lister passed away, complications from COVID-19. Right here at the end of the year, the week that I'm going to talk about No Holds Barred, the movie, The Match. Like, a, if 2020 was its show, it would be this one. It just captures the spirit of everything that has happened this year and... I just have to say, like, my year has been pretty good for most things. This show is doing incredibly well. I cannot thank you all enough for listening every week. The numbers are just beyond what I thought that I was going to get. I mean, I don't have a big company backing me. I'm not the Westwood ones, the podcast ones. Nothing wrong with them. I'm just, I don't have that behind me. I'm just a guy who's a wrestling fan and wanted to talk about some big shows that I enjoy. I don't have guests. I don't have a big wrestler on every week that I can talk to. This is a grassroots movement. I wanted to make a show for your commute. And I'm two months into this and... A lot of people aren't having commutes anymore. I'm like, oh, man. Well, I had a good run, a good short run while it lasted. Something to tell the kids one day, maybe, or 
put in my memoirs. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep going because people will have commutes again. And I can have fun and build the show while they have their commutes. And then they said, oh, the WWE Network may be going away or be sold. And I'm like, oh, well, again, it was a good run. But then I thought, you know what? They're not selling it today. I'll just keep going. And if they sell it off and it goes away or it turns into something different, then I'll say and I'll be the last one out. And I'll turn the lights off. But so far, it hasn't happened. They may be signing the papers as I record this. And if so, hey, I've got something to talk about next week, right? But I just keep plugging along and slowly, slowly after the times of the hills and the valleys and the this and the that, the numbers start to slowly increase. Now, it's not millions of downloads per week yet. It's not even thousands of downloads per week yet. It's not even hundreds of downloads a week yet, but we are getting there. Had a very small January. I started towards the end of January. See the two or three shows in January. February, I did better. March, I did better than that. April was just off the charts. But I did something like nine or ten shows in April. May was pretty good. It was not as high as April, but it was still pretty good. June, it just fell off the rails. And I'm like, oh, man. Again, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just kept plugging away at it, and we rebounded in July, had our best month ever, until August, and then September, and then October, and then November, and December so far is pretty good. Still have a ways to go, but we still have time left in December. And so 2020 has just been this roller coaster ride of emotions. Not just for me, not just for you, for everybody. And I'm thinking maybe I can give you 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, a commute time worth of just enjoyment or at least something to make the time pass by. But. I'm having fun and I've gotten really good responses back from all of you. And if you're having fun doing it and you're having fun listening to it and sharing and I, and I love all of that and watching the shows and at times I have to remind myself, you know what? You don't have it so bad. We don't, we don't have it so bad here. We have the ups, we have the downs. But when I go back and I look at the wrestling and the shows that, you know, it, it gives me a smile on my face. To say, you know, for a few hours, I can just take the crap that is out there in this world, leave it behind and just enjoy myself. And that's what wrestling should be. With that in mind, today we look at No Holds Barred, the movie the match. No holes barred the match, the movie, as the event was billed, 
was shown on pay-per-view on December the 27th, 1989. The program consisted of the film in its entirety, followed by a match previously recording at a Wrestling Challenge taping on December the 12th in Nashville, Tennessee. It is currently one of the few WWE pay-per-views not yet available on the WWE Network. The match is a part of Super Tape in the Home Video Classics section of the network. No Holds Barred is a 1989 action film produced by Michael Rockamill, directed by Thomas J. Wright, written by Dennis Hacken, and starring professional wrestler Hulk Hogan, who is billed as executive producer alongside Vince McMahon. The film was produced by the World Wrestling Federation under a Shane Distribution Company copyright and was released by New Line Cinema on June 2, 1989. It was launched as an attempt to boost Hulk Hogan's acting career several years after his appearance in Rocky III. Rip Thomas is the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, and his appearances on network television have been a thorn in the side of Braille, the head of the struggling World Television Network. The day after Rip's most recent title match, Braille attempts to bribe the champion into joining the network, but Rip declines the offer. After Rip disposes of Braille's thugs on his way home, Braille visits the No Count Bar, where he comes up with his own wrestling program called Battle of the Tough Guys. The show is successful due to the introduction of Zeus, an ex-convict and former protege of Rip's trainer Charlie. Zeus wins the $100,000 tournament and becomes Braille's prize fighter. Samantha Moore, a beautiful corporate spy, is sent by Braille to seduce Rip. However, Rip's good nature and dedication to charity wins her over, and she confesses her identity to the wrestler and turns to his side. After this fails, Braille attempts to have Samantha raped. Rip foils the plot and dispatches the would-be rapist into a tree trunk. Meanwhile, Braille and Zeus crash an outdoor chariot event Rip is appearing at, demanding that Rip pr prove his honor by fighting Zeus live on Braille's new show. Once again, Rip avoids violent conflict, not wanting to set a bad example for the children present and attempt to reason with Braille, who leaves in anger. Rip's younger brother Randy and his friend Craig decide to check out Zeus for themselves attending an illegal fight being held in a warehouse. After watching Zeus defeat the monstrous Rebar Lawless, Craig foolishly identifies Randy as Rip's brother to Braille and his associates. Randy attempts to defend himself, but Zeus brutally beats him, sending him to the hospital. Enraged, Rip accepts Zeus's challenge to avenge his brother. On the night of the match, Braille has Samantha kidnapped and orders Rip to go 10 minutes through the fight, then lose the fight to save her life. As the battle begins, Samantha manages to escape, but just as Braille's goons corner her, Charlie rescues her by knocking them out with a fire extinguisher. Zeus has the upper hand at the start of the fight, ruthlessly pummeling Rip, even trying to kill him by ripping out one of the steel posts and trying to run Rip through. Randy cheers to urge his brother to fight back. Rip is re-energized by Randy's words, and once he sees Samantha is safe, gains a second win and starts to turn the tides on Zeus. The fight destroys the ring, 
with Rip and Zeus continuing to battle up through the stands as a disbelieving Braille watches from the control room. Rip finally puts an end to the match by knocking Zeus off a catwalk, which causes him to fall through the ring and lose. A frustrated Braille begins destroying electrical equipment in total disbelief over Zeus's loss. Rip angrily goes after Braille, intending to repay him for his misdeeds. In fear, Braille retreats, but accidentally touches live wires he is exposed in his tirade and dies from being electrocuted. With his enemies now vanquished, Rip celebrates his victory with Randy and his friends. The movie debuted at number two behind Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with $4,957,052 in ticket sales. Hogan writes in his autobiography, the budget was about $8 million. Vince McMahon, who financed the movie, more or less broke even because of distribution fees. The final tally was $16,093,651 in ticket sales. During the October 13, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon joked, Hogan promised me that if the movie lost money, he was going to return his salary. I guess the check is still in the mail. This was during the Monday Night Wars and was part of a number of digs at Hogan's then new movie project, Assault on Devil's Island. Raw commentator Jim Ross also joked during the late 90s, no holes barred, more like no profits allowed. The film was panned by critics with an 11% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on 19 reviews. Film critic Brian Orndorff described the film as tremendously crude, unapologetically manipulative, and aimed directly at easily entertaining 13-year-old boys. Michael Wilmington of the Los Angeles Times gave the film a positive review and wrote, The movie never takes itself seriously, and director Tom Wright of TV's Beauty and the Beast has fun with the wrestling montages. Hogan himself has an appealing screen presence, like a gallant teddy bear who goes berserk every 10 minutes or so. Reviewing the Blu-ray in 2014, Felix Vasquez Jr., Hogan of Cinema Craze wrote, As the Ripper is the force of nature here, and he makes no holes barred into a fun action cartoon. The film was released on VHS, Betamax, and Laserdisc in October 1989. It was released on DVD for the first time ever with a digitally remastered transfer by WWE Home Video under the WWE Studios banner on July 3, 2012. A Blu-ray disc release followed in April 2014. No Holes Barred the Match the Movie was a professional wrestling pay-per-view event produced by the World Wrestling Federation on December the 27th, 1989. The program consisted of the film No Holds Barred in its entirety, followed by a match previously recorded at a wrestling challenge tapings on December 12th in Nashville, Tennessee. The main event pitted Hogan and Lister, appearing in character as Zeus on opposing tag teams. Hogan teamed with longtime friend Brutus Beefcake, while the heel Zeus teamed with Randy Savage. The four had been involved in intertwined feuds since the summer. Zeus had made several appearances at WWF events and cut promos stating that he, and not Hogan, should have received top billing and no holes barred. Meanwhile, as Hogan and Savage were feuding over the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, Beefcake began feuding with Savage after Beefcake and 
assaulted Savage's manager Sensational Sherry during a TV taping. At the 1989 SummerSlam, Hogan and Beefcake teamed to defeat Savage and Zeus, after which the tag team feud simmered for several months as Zeus began appearing with Ted DiBiase in the lead-up to the 1989 Survivor Series. Unlike 1989 SummerSlam, Miss Elizabeth did not make an appearance at this event. The Hogan Beefcake vs. Savage Zeus tag team rivalry resumed after the Survivor Series in the lead-up to No Holds Barred, the match, the movie. The Hogan Beefcake vs. Savage Zeus Steel Cage match was part of a WWF Wrestling Challenge taping. At the event, Tony Giovanni talks to Randy Savage, Queen Sherry, and Zeus. They say the destruction of Hulkamania happens now. No holes barred. Zeus says he is going to murder Hulk Hogan. That is not good. They are too intense here. Sean Mooney interviews Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake. Hogan wants Beefcake to take care of Savage so that he can take care of Zeus. The No Holes Barred Cage Match, Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake versus Randy Savage and Zeus with Queen Sherry. Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura are your announcers. Jesse's commentary is not on the Blu-ray of the movie, so you don't get real American when Hogan come out either because he is commentating during that song. Hogan is attacked on the outside and Sherry locks Beefcake on the inside. Hogan then climbs over the top of the cage. Hogan cleans house, but Zeus takes three shots to go down. Savage is bumping all over the cage for the faces. Double team on Zeus. Savage starts to climb out. Beefcake grabs him and they teeter, then fall back in the cage. Savage and Zeus then take over. They try to go out, but are stopped by Hogan and Beefcake. But as a result, all four men are down. The referee opens the door, but gets knocked out against the door by Sherry. Savage wraps the chain around his fist, but Beefcake hits him and knocks him out. Savage and Beefcake race to get out. Hogan hulks up. Beefcake out. He pulls Savage out. Zeus body slammed by Hogan. He runs Zeus into the cage. He slams him again and drops three leg drops on Zeus and then pins him. And of course, Hogan must pose. This was Zeus's last match in the WWF, as Lister left shortly afterwards. Meanwhile, Savage continued to target Hogan over the WWF Championship. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 